Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. Hello and uh, welcome back. This past weekend, I was in school for my shamanism. And I just feel like this is super important to share. So I'm going to do so. But first, I wanted to talk about shamanic imbalances. And what it is with imbalances is we will have things in our physical reality that will manifest based on like sickness and disease or mental illness, um, addictions, and... It talks about like the shamanic perspective and essentially the Western perspective. So starting with mental illness in the psychological and psychiatric perspective, it's an illness or behavioral issue and it's associated with having impaired function. And it's usually seen in like a biological or a social, psychological, genetic physical or chemical imbalance and it's measured in terms of deviation from what is normal can based on which illness it can have its own characteristic signs and symptoms in the shamanic perspective we're taught that mental illness is the result of maladapted patterns of pain and that can really impact how a person feels about their purpose in life or their meaning and it can be to the point of causing emotions or inner dialogue to erupt and that interruption can essentially change how a person perceives reality and how they adapt in that reality in order to cope. So mental illness doesn't necessarily exist in the same way that Western medicine may look at it. If we look at sickness and illness um, or disease, there's um, essentially sickness. So that's... um, a lack of understanding and it is something that is considered short-term in how it impacts the body. Essentially your level of wellness is reduced for a small period of time and examples of that can be colds, influenzas, diarrhea. It's essentially a shamanistic viewpoint that this sickness is an imbalance um, and it's caused by a lack of insight and that's the way your body is cleansing itself um, and it's saying sickness can essentially be avoided by gaining insight and understanding to regain your inner balance if we talk about illness it is a lacking of light and it's something that is uh, more long term that impacts the physical body and it may interrupt the activities of your daily life the things you do regularly some examples can be like heart attacks kidney stone embolism chronic sicknesses maybe autoimmune and in the shamanic sense 
it is seen as a loss of inner light and illumination. So you've maybe lost hope. You've lost that lust for living. You lack passion. And so that's like really living outside of your alignment in that way. Disease is dis-ease in the body. That can be short or long term and it's really when body functions are compromised maybe through hereditary um, issues, maybe infections, harmful lifestyle choices, your environment and Disease is a disease in the body, meaning there's a lack of of cohesion in 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 what you're doing in in your stability. And it says, really, it's more so like a discrepancy between your perception of your body, your relationship with your body, and your actual physical condition of your body. And then addictions. It's essentially, lacking free will and in the medical field they say it's extreme dysfunctional attachment to an experience that is acutely harmful to a person but it's essential to that person because they can't relinquish or give it up because that experience is rewarding for that urgently felt need so while it can damage the person in the long run with their ability to cope and their stable sources of gratification. In, in shamanism, it's understood as a pattern of behavior that is so deeply ingrained in the body that it dictates to the body what it must have, when it must have it, how often it must have it, and, and, and it goes on that way. And, and that's really getting into your subconscious programming if it is so deeply ingrained that that's just autopilot so it's like you're not truly in control and it's like your brain develops memory tapes and programs that reinforce that pattern of real or perceived need and that memory program eventually runs that person's life and it's their driving force um, to determine what those needs are that need to be met. So I thought that was just like a, a very interesting piece to put together because I know um, there's Shaman Durek and um, he is very well known for saying in the shamanism world, mental illness doesn't exist. And I would agree. In terms of how your programming can be the one running you and not you in control because those patterns. And I had someone get upset with me because they had obviously dealt with um, maybe mental illness in the past and I had shared something to that level and he literally was triggered by it and told me mean that and my anti-vax status which is really pro-choice um <clears throat> that he wouldn't be following me anymore. And I was like, by all means, like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But I'm not doing this out of a malicious intent being like, no, it doesn't exist. But there's an understanding in an area that he definitely lacked that understanding. And I really do find people are just looking for any, any excuse to feel hurt or feel triggered in a way that they have already felt. But instead of actually dealing with that inherent trigger um, for the feelings or the emotions that is being brought to the ego in order for it to make, make it feel safe, we're having those uncomfortable conversations, we are stuck in this severe cancel culture society if 
you say one thing that I don't like and I have to critically think, I'm going to get upset about it and I'm going to cancel you and not even have a conversation. And it's it's very troublesome. Like, I, I know I say a lot of things. Um, I am very much so a pusher. I am... I, I love being challenged to to think differently or more critically, um, but that doesn't always mean that I, I am going to change the way that I inherently think. You may bring up a very, very good point, but that doesn't mean I need to change my mind or bend to your will. And I also believe that we live in such a society where people now feel like you need to fit into their narrative, and if you don't... Um, you are completely wrong. And I don't think that's the case either. Um, but I think a lot of people have just gotten so used to living within their ego. And if something really does rub them the wrong way, instead of questioning maybe why that, that feeling was brought up, it very much so is <clears throat> that other person is the problem. So... Moving on to what I, I, I learned more of this weekend was dreaming. And I know I've made a, a podcast about dreams before. Um, that was based on the things that I learned in my first year of shamanism. Um, and this is my second year. So um, dreaming is very, very important and critical in terms of shamanism because I find in the spiritual sense um, we live half of our lives in our dreams we are maybe not always remembering our dreams because we have perhaps become detached from that reality maybe we've had um, nightmares growing up Whatever that may be, um, you're not sleeping well. Um, there can be a disconnect and sometimes even an energy loss. Um, but moreover, because we spend half of our time in the asleep dream, um, we also have the awake dream. And that is our day-to-day -day physical reality of us living, living our life. And a lot of the time when we have dreams, um, that is perhaps that, that spiritual side of that dreamer, our dreamer, um, that is a part of ourselves in, in the spiritual realm. And, and, and perhaps that is there to guide us in our our dreams but a lot of the time sometimes we'll just have crazy dreams and we're like what the fuck is that about like so <clears throat> I know I spoke about this in the last podcast about really setting your intents um and what you wish to get out of your dream time and then um maybe keeping a journal in order to wake up and and maybe write down a few key points of that dream um, to maybe work that out and figure out what it is that your dreamer is trying to help you with. Um, so I'm just going to kind of speak to a few of the things that I learned and maybe got a little bit more out of. And I just find it very, very interesting because as I was growing up, I have always been a very lucid dreamer. I have been always very much so... If you have ever played a first-person video game and you're kind of going through that video game and and really taking on that perspective of that first person that is essentially how I can describe my lucid dreaming <clears throat> it's very much so a choose your own adventure I'm very much so that I am I am aware that I am in the dream and I'm very much so in control of a lot of things and I know as much as I can control certain aspects of my dreams, sometimes I don't actually stop myself from that curiosity and and continuing on with certain things. Like maybe I'm having a nightmare and instead of 
rewriting that nightmare to be something that is actually more peaceful or less energy draining, a lot of the time I am just so very curious that I follow through with it because I, I am curious to see what the message may be if I'm having that nightmare. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that likes to learn from hard knocks <laughs> and nightmares are no less. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> dreams. I am going to essentially be talking about how to interpret your dreams again. Talked a little bit about how to interpret your own dreams in the last one. And this may be going over a little bit more of it again. There's also different techniques for dreaming, and that's sometimes where that journaling comes in, like I spoke of previously. And then I guess the last thing I'll probably touch on is the types of dreams you can have. Um, so hopefully this is helpful if you are having troubles remembering your dreams or having issues with maybe not sleeping so well, feeling less energized. So yeah, I'm going to start with maybe a quick recap of dream interpretation. So if you have dreamt the dream it is a message for you from spirit. And this is why it can be detrimental if you start to ask other people about your dreams or you're trying to get some sort of external validation outside of yourself as to what your dream could mean. Because it wasn't dreamt by another person, it was dreamt by you. And it is for you to sort out how that makes you feel, and what kind of message it embodies for you and only you. Because a lot of the time, people can have their own interpretation of what it might mean, but that could be completely off from what it means to you. So you are the dreamer, and you dreamed the dream. If you interpret the dream yourself, they are your symbols. So what is the symbol saying to you? Maybe you always have dreams and in those dreams some sort of insect is always there and, and, and maybe that needs to specifically hold some sort of symbolism for you. And it could be something completely different, I'm just using that as an example. But you are the one to interpret your dream yourself. and. And those symbols are going to mean something completely different to you than, say, your best friend if you're trying to talk to them about it. What is your intent? So many of us go to sleep at night without setting an intent for our dreams. And then it's like, if there's no intent to what you need to maybe figure out in your waking life, then and then how are you to gain more insight. So if I am to set an intent before I go to sleep, then I'm able to look through a lens at that dream through. So if I've set an intent, so say for my concussion, I set an intent, I am going to heal. And Perhaps I don't necessarily recall any dream, but perhaps I feel like a million bucks the next day when I wake up. Or perhaps I could have a very picturesque dream about me living life regularly or me working through something. And it just depends on, on how I look at that dream through my lens, through my perspective of the intent that I set. And then I can see what kind of dream it was, which I'll talk about the types of dreams. <clears throat> and then when I'm interpreting it myself, what is the feeling of it? So what is the emotion that it instills upon you waking up? 
So say you had a really strange dream and you wake up and you're like, what the fuck was that about? Like, or maybe you wake up just feeling super energized and really light and really happy. Um, maybe it's a nightmare and, and you wake up really feeling a lack of energy and maybe you're like, that was super fucked up. I didn't enjoy any of that. what is the overall message or the energy of that dream so if i can put a finger on an insight or an overview from the dream can i have an aha moment and again that ties into maybe your symbolism maybe the overall feeling that intent that you set What is the overall message? You can ask yourself what the most important objects in the dream are. So for instance, maybe I was holding a key in my hand in my dream. And maybe that key turned into an apple. Are there objects in your dream that are transforming and what is that overall meaning for you? Is it an important object that's maybe in your waking life that made itself into your dream? And is there something maybe around that that you're working through or needing to work on? How does the dream relate to my life, past, present, or future? How does it apply? Is it a precognitive dream? Is it something that has instilled healing? Um, And I'll get into that when we talk a little bit more about what type of dream it is. Um, What is the power or the light side of the dream? And if it's a dark or a weak side of the dream, how is it good for you or how is it not? And... Can I bridge the dream? So can I put a bridge between what I dreamt to my waking life? And can I embody that more throughout the day? So how do I connect what happened in that dream? How can I grab that and then in turn alchemize that in in my physical life now i will maybe finish on the types of dreams and i'll move on to dream techniques next um and this includes journaling but i'll maybe speak a little bit more to setting those dream intents and maybe eliminating energy loss dreams and then i'll kind of go from there so Setting dream intents is really making a strong statement and you can help by essentially writing it down in your journal before you go to bed because a lot of the time we'll make a statement or we'll set an intent and then we'll completely forget whatever the fuck it was in the morning because there's a lot going on and you're like, what the fuck was my dream even about? Like, what did I, what was my intent? (laughs) So making a strong statement and this is not a prayer. So this is not like, I pray that I'm shown the way. And it's just like, it's it's a very, it's not a statement. It's very hopeful. It's, there's no power to it. There's, it's just very flimsy. If I were to make a strong statement and write it down, perhaps I have a lot going on in my dreams and I am finding it very hard to like narrow down what's going on. So maybe my intent is I will have a short dream. It won't be too long, but it won't be too short. And that's your intent. And maybe you're able to get a little bit more out of it that way. Again, like I said, uh, my intent is to heal, rest well, recover. Just making sure that you have that very strong statement. Again, and it's not like super flimsy. Because a lot of us will always, like, if you even think of it in the physical sense, will be like, oh, well, I'm going to try. And it's like, no, 
you're, you're not trying because trying means you're not actually doing and embodying. Trying is like, oh, if I do it, cool. And if not, that's cool too. So no, make that strong statement. Like I am, I am doing, I, you know, it, it's really important in how you, you word things and how you speak and how you speak to yourself. Eliminating energy loss in dreams. And this is not only just for your asleep dream. So when you're sleeping and say you have a nightmare and, and, and you've lost energy, you don't feel rested. This also applies to your awake dream. This is during the daytime. Um, the biggest thing, you can always rewrite your dream. And maybe you don't necessarily feel remember that you had a nightmare or that you dreamt at all but you really feel that energy loss um <clears throat> you can cut away from that and that's kind of like cutting that energetic tie towards that dream away if it's with kids and they have nightmares i learned the best thing to do for them is to really empower them so maybe you paint this really cool stick and it's a magical staff or a wand and that gives your child power and courage to maybe stand up to those nightmares maybe you get a real big dream catcher and you hang that above your child's head maybe they have a really big stuffy bear and maybe that's their protector at nighttime so the big scary whatever doesn't get them um, if you can help empower a child in their dream time to not be so scared for bed and, and they can handle anything with the power of that wand or that bear is going to protect them, um, that can help them eliminate energy loss. You can also rewrite your dream. Like I said, I'm one of those weirdos that is really curious about my nightmares or things that will actually cause me energy loss. So I don't typically rewrite. It's something I could work on more. But you can rewrite what happened in your dream. So say you are actually in control of your dream. You are a fairly lucid dreamer and you've had a little bit more experience with that. Say you are in the middle of your dream and that awareness, you're like, oh shit, there's an axe murderer behind me trying to like kill me and that's causing a lot of like energy loss and a nightmare for you. You can literally rewrite it if you have that capability and you've practiced enough that you're like, mm, that's just a cute little cat chasing me instead. And that is what you are in control of and you've switched that and then suddenly, you know, you, you've eliminated that energy loss you are like me and you want to ride that bitch out because <laughs> you got a curiosity or you just don't know how to eliminate the nightmare and the only way to get yourself out of that nightmare is to wake yourself up that you can also eliminate energy loss that way but you can also if you wake up in the morning and you've been in nightmares all night and you didn't manage to wake yourself up you can always purposefully set that intention for your waking reality to maybe gain more energy throughout the day. Maybe find the positive and really believe that you can gain energy from that. You can also be like, I have the intent to really embody the energy through my everyday tasks. Say you don't like picking up dog shit, but you have to. If you can find joy in that, maybe you can bring some energy from that. And it's not so much of an energy loss. <laughs> really strange example, but it's one my teacher used this weekend. <laughs> really increasing your dream recall. And how you can increase this is really getting excited about dreaming going to bed with energy I know a lot of the time sometimes we'll be like so tired and at an energy loss throughout the day and we'll we won't necessarily go to bed with energy and and maybe that doesn't allow us to recall the dreams but also declutter your room 
it sounds funny, but it's like when everything around you is cluttered and then you're, you're sleeping in your room and it's full of clutter, it's, it's essentially almost dulling that energy. It's blocking. It's stagnant. So if you're able to like declutter and, and really create a space that when you go to sleep, you can have a, a better energy that can help. Journaling. And it doesn't necessarily need to be journaling. You can record things. And you don't have to do pages and pages and pages of you journaling. Um, but pick out the most important points of what happened in the dream. And maybe your dream was so profound that the whole thing meant something to you. But sometimes that creates a little bit more work for you and, and trying to really pinpoint that aha moment. So really get down the most important points and then from there think about how it was feeling, what kind of energy, all of that stuff. Dreaming naps. And I think I'm going to end on this one. Dreaming naps. It can be like a daydream. It can be like a trance. So that could be like your meditation. These can specifically create a positive shift in your energy. So say a power nap, like 10 minutes. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be anything super, super long. But if you also set that intent that you're maybe going to go meditate or you're going to have a little power nap and maybe you come back with more energy. Maybe you come back having solved the issue to the problem at hand that is currently in front of you. Um, this is also a, a way to gain energy. Um, and I'll just say specifically what we are considering as a power nap is lying on your belly with your feet hanging off your bed and then you turn your head to the left 10 minutes and essentially this is going to help drop the energy to the center of gravity um, and just quickly regain a little bit more of that energy. 10 minutes is all it takes. <laughs> this can apply to your waking life too. And just in the sense of every action that you take, make sure you gain energy from it. So if it is causing you to lose energy, maybe rethink whether you want to take part in that. Maybe it requires a shift in your mindset or you watching your attitude. Because sometimes you can be like, mm, I don't, I don't want to fucking do this. It's not in my job description. And sometimes it's just like, no, shut your mouth and just do it or get a different job if you don't like it. You know, I find a lot of people and myself included sometimes I need to watch my fucking attitude sometimes. It's almost like your ego and just that self-centeredness sometimes you're just like i don't even want to be here anymore i don't want to be on this earth and it's not in like a a, a like a suicidal way it's more so in a what did i even come to this earth for nothing's working kind of i'm done with this lifetime you know like that kind of attitude so sometimes it just requires a shift in your mindset. It requires you to check your own attitude, get out of your own way, um, and really kind of gear down and, and see what the focus is. I'm going to end on the types of dreams, and maybe this will help in, in discerning what kind of dream you had and maybe what it means to you. So I'll start with a phantom dream and I'll give you both the light and the dark side to it because when I was explaining 
the interpretation portion of like what is the power or the light side of the dream and what was the weak or the dark side of the dream so how is it good for you and how is it not um, this will kind of explain a little bit more into the types of those dreams so a phantom dream is bringing in the unexpected and the unusual and they can be the kinds of dreams that move you into a completely new direction that maybe you wouldn't have thought of otherwise and they are considered out-of-the-box dreams and that's the light side of it. The dark side of the phantom dreams can be nightmares, dreams of violence. Like I said, maybe there's a scary serial killer chasing you and they never get to you, but that's like a dream of violence. Um, death dreams, ghost dreams, evil dreams, unending dreams. Have you ever had the dream where it's like something is happening and it never ends? I once had a dream that I kept falling out of bed and then I would scare myself awake, and then I would be falling out of bed again and scare myself awake. Um, dreams of being pursued. And these are all, like, the dark side of things. So these nightmares, um, dreams of violence, all of that sort of stuff can cause lethargy. Um, maybe you waking up on the wrong side of the bed, you feeling grumpy in the morning. And again, if you can't recall if you've had a nightmare, but you're feeling... Like you're tired or you're on the wrong side of the bed, that sort of thing, you can always cut away. If you have a question about what that means, you can always uh, DM me and ask. Let's talk about destiny dreams. They can be delicious but scary. And these guys require that you take action in your awake dream, in your physical awake reality. Um, the light side of these. They are dreams from your higher self. They are dreams that wake you up. Your life purpose, a teaching, visions, dharmic. Um, this really instills maybe an aha moment of what you need to do with your life. And that doesn't mean blow up your whole reality to, to chase after that. Maybe it's just something to start working towards slowly. Um, the dark side of it, it can be a destructive dream. A recycled dream, meaning you've experienced something over and over again. Um, something impossible. Something from your lower self. Or dreams that are just lacking intent. You did not set an intent. Maybe you made a quick little prayer. Or you just fell asleep and didn't set an intent for yourself. Remember, we are sleeping like half of our lives. And I think that's the biggest disservice that we, we haven't been taught is... We're here spinning our tires and maybe the physical reality and we haven't latched on to that other half of our life that is there to help us move forward. It can be prophetic dreams. Sometimes you're able to hold space for it. Maybe you have a dream about someone else and you don't have to share it with them, but maybe you do. And in these instances, sometimes if it's a weird dream and you share information about them because you feel like you need to, sometimes those people will get mad at what you said. Again, that's, they're triggered on their own side and they need to work through that. But yeah, so these are visionary dreams, precognitive, like I said before. So maybe uh, it's a future dream. You're dreaming something about another person's future or it's just like a revelation. So I've had these dreams before. And sometimes, like, I, I'll say I've had them when I was, like, five years old. I had them as a child. And I completely forgot about it. And then, and then literally 20 years later, I'll be having the same dream. And I'm like, whoa, I'm in the dream time. And I'm like, I've had this dream before. And so it's, like, something that was well in the future that I'm, I'm still dreaming of, like, maybe 20 years later. And then maybe three months down the road I'll completely forget that I had that dream but then it's happening in real life and I'm like oh fuck that's weird like <laughs> deja vu <laughs> the dark side of this is they can be fantasies they can be delusions hallucinations or imposter dreams an imposter can be someone that you know in your waking life and perhaps they're not acting how they would ever act in your in your real life of how you know them. Maybe they, they do something so completely outlandish that you're like, who the fuck is this person? Um, 
I've had dreams like that before where it's like, I know this person, but they're not acting how they're, they're acting in real life. And I'm like, this is really fucking weird. Like, and sometimes you have the awareness, sometimes you don't, but just something to be, I guess, mindful of. And again, like, what is the symbolism? What does that mean to you? Maybe that person is actually acting shady in real life and talking something behind your back. And maybe that's what you're working on in the dream time. Who knows? If we talk about daydreams or those trance dreams, this can be meditation again. It can be like seeing a signpost in the road and it's just pointing you in that direction. So a daydream is considered something between the dimensions. So dreams experienced while awake. They take place in a state between wakefulness and sleep and it's using that imagination as a doorway to a second attention the dark side is they can be negative or unsettling images maybe ones of violence or of controlling others or self-pity or self-importance these ones are big because you can never take away someone's free will that is always that is always theirs to have. So that can be dark when you're trying to control someone else or controlling someone else's dreams. Or the self-pity or self-importance. This can, again, because we're in daydreams, this is between the dimensions, something you've experienced while you're awake. If you get into the self-pity and the self-importance, again, that's like your ego um, or victimization and, and it's not necessarily it's not pretty it's not a good look <laughs> so if we're talking about daydreams or if we're meditating there's there's that focus where you're relaxed you have a heightened awareness and it's almost like a second attention and it really is a good place to practice your dream intents. Maybe you go into your meditation with an intent coming to some sort of knowledge. And maybe in that you realize something about yourself. So it's just that doorway to getting second attention. If we talk about healing dreams, actual healing occurs in the body when you are having a healing dream. And it can also bring messages about how to heal or illuminate illness before it actually manifests in the physical body healing dreams are not only just for the asleep but it's also for the awake so if we've ever received energy healing maybe something like reiki massage like any form of healing that occurs in your body through those modalities like that is also um part of your awake dream uh, the dark side of it you could be manifesting some sort of sickness in your dream you could be attacked maybe you're harming someone else and it can also be dreams of death and dying so that could be something that causes energy loss we talk about reoccurring dreams those bad boys on the light side are communications from your subconscious mind trying to get your attention to take charge, to change a direction in your life. It's an opportunity to change a pattern. And that really involves you making a change in your awake dream, in your physical reality. That is something your subconscious is pushing you to change. Reoccurring dreams. The dark side of that is those dreams could be you being a victim, you ignoring something, an ongoing conflict without solution. You, you really need to practice taking control of those things, especially while you're awake so that you're taking that control. So for this, the dark side of the, the energy loss is you not actively changing anything in your waking life. 
and you could be having this negative reoccurring dream of being a victim or missing something, you know? The last one I'm going to talk about is an epic dream. And these ones can be a good way to gain more energy. It reminds us of the lightness and the fun. If we look at the light for an epic dream, it's something that borders the unreal. It's, it's otherworldly. Dreams of awakening, maybe something life-changing or just magical. The dark side of it is, again, you could have a dream about death, violence, evil, nightmares, cruelty. And these guys cause a lot of energy loss. You're not in your power, so you're at a loss. And that would be important anytime you have a nightmare or any of these dark sides of things is rewriting, cutting away, or whatever that looks like for you. I think I forgot talking about recapitulation dreams. So not done. Um, <laughs> recapitulation dreams are also not super high energy gainers, even on the light side. They are dreams where you're problem solving, you're healing the past, maybe you're spotlighting an issue, recapping the day, resolving a conflict, or identifying a karmic pattern. On the dark side of this, be a catch-22 dream where you're having a conflict, running karmic patterns, unending dreams without violence, and this is kind of like I'll use an example. Maybe you were um, re-dreaming re the events of the day from work. So maybe you had not a not-so-great day at work and, and, and you are having a dream about having to relive all of those events through the day and maybe it's like repeating that you still can't figure out what you needed to figure out for the day. Something like that. Um, so that can cause a big energy loss. Again, if you're problem solving, um, identifying karmic patterns, any of that, again, that's not a huge energy gain for you. So it's important when you wake up to set an intent that perhaps you gain more energy throughout the day, whether that's taking a little more joy and, or being more present and, and really getting more energy from picking up dog poo like who knows right but like however you set that intent throughout your day to maybe gain a little bit more energy maybe go take a power nap whatever it is however that works for you again we spend half of our lives sleeping and if we are not able to really get into the understanding of our own dreams then we're doing ourselves a disservice in the long run because we are not fully engaging in the possibility or the realm of our entire life so yeah our dreamer is there to help us really sort out the purpose of our life or sort out some things that our subconscious is maybe working through that hasn't been brought to our attention yet or whatever that is it is just as important to really be in control of your dream um, and really understand that you always have a choice, that you have the opportunity from doing a complete 180 in your life based off of something that happens in a dream, and that we have a responsibility to heal our trauma, not only in the awake reality, in our awake dream, but also in our sleeping dreams so perhaps a way to set an intent to really learn something if you have something that you want to work out and you need to sort out you can always ask an intent could be uh, I want a dream teacher to come forth and teach me whatever um and that could be either in your awake or your sleep dream as well they can always be like a mirror to what you need to embody or learn and a lot of the time we can be triggered by other people because we see something in ourselves that we don't like about them but we also think that about ourselves or maybe they are something that we wish to be 
and we see something in them that we would like. So we need to maybe sit down and talk with them and see how we can embody their lifestyle. Um, but yeah, I think that is all I really wanted to cover in terms of dreams and what I've learned. Because <laughs> as much as we are all masters of our own ships, we have somehow forgotten or lost the ability to really understand inner knowing of our dreams and that our dreams are there for us to work through and sort things out in order to grow. Um, again, I will say it again, every action you take, make sure you're gaining energy from it. And if you're not, how are you able to sort it out so you can flip the script and gain energy? It's not always zero to 60 in that regard. Sometimes you need to slow down and really stop to smell the roses. So if you're trying to embody something more and you feel overwhelmed, I'm going to use maybe a more common training term, but like progressive overload it. We're not going from zero to 60 with big heavy weights right away. Maybe we need to insert a few smaller steps to our dreaming. Like maybe we start with setting that intent and journaling. And, and, and as we do that, maybe we're able to recall a little bit more. And as we're recalling more, then perhaps we can then set out what that feeling or what that meaning is. It's not like, hey, I'm setting the intent. I haven't, I haven't recalled any of my dreams. I didn't even know that I was dreaming for 12 years because I used to have nightmares and I shut down that complete aspect and then you like set an intent and you journal one night and you're like, mm, well, that didn't do anything. Like, no, it's not. It's not going to work that way right away. Because if you've stopped yourself from experiencing those things due to energy loss, due to nightmares, whatever it is, um, you just haven't remembered a dream in a really long time. Like, again, progressive overload, baby steps, work your way up towards it. And again, don't ask other people for their interpretation of your dream because it's not their dream it's it's not their dreamer trying to help them work out their own subconscious in their own life in ways to apply that sleeping dream to your awake dream your reality so i hope that was somewhat insightful i know i took a lot away from it just because i do dream journal I had to really pick that up over the last year in terms of dreaming for shamanism. It has really given me a better sense of recalling my dreams because I was, again, always a very lucid dreamer, always knew that I had crazy wild dreams, but then I would wake up in the morning and I couldn't remember them. And so putting this into practice has, has helped me recall more has helped me write down the main points and really sometimes just sort through like what that was look through it with the lens of the intent that i set before bed so i can really understand the meaning because if i go to bed without an intent i'll just dream about whatever the fuck it is and maybe it won't have any meaning to me because i have no context to put behind it so thank you again for being here and um Please let me know if there's any other topics that you would like me to cover. <laughs>